Hi guys, welcome to the latest episode of the Winning Edge podcast. As always, I'm Rick and John, how are you, mate? Good, 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 good to be back home and somewhere a little a little warmer. It was a good visit to the UK last week, but fuck me, it was colder. I believe it's even colder at the moment, though, so I left at the right time. Yeah, yeah, you did. We always have these little weather updates, don't we, every single week, and it's usually... I think it's a fucking British thing. Like, no, no people don't tend to talk about it as much here. Um, but it's definitely a British thing. We fucking complain when it's too hot. We complain when it's too cold. Like it's never, it's never fucking right. And I live in probably the calmest, most consistent place when it comes to weather. And I still find a reason to complain or talk about it. So, yeah, I need to fucking stop that. Um, how's things with you? Yeah, all good. I mean, it's it's consistent. Here. It's consistently shit. I know that. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. About consistently shit. What you, you've had a birthday this last week? Oh yeah, yeah, bloody hell, fucking hell! Thanks for that. Old were we? Do well. Right. I've got to get in before you know. Before you fucking before my birthday fucking rocks around. So. Yeah, tw- 21, 21, 40, 45 years old uh, on Monday. So yeah, thank you for that. Um, uh, and how how do you feel? Like, I remember turning 45, and like 40 was like not really a big thing. 45, always the middle of that decade has you a little bit fucking mindful of one step closer to the end of that decade and not as close. Like, I always find when you turn a decade, like, you know, you go from 30 to 40, you start looking at the sort of, maybe it's just me, but the whole of the next sort of 10 years before you turn that next milestone, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're 40, 41, your brain can be like, yeah, I'm in early, 30, early 40s right, if you don't want to say the number, and then you hit the middle, 45, and all of a sudden you're starting to be, okay, mid next year's, mid to late, and, and all that shit that comes with age. So any any thoughts this year, or we just, is what it is? Yeah, I think I think, I think you, you nailed it. Mindful, mindful of it. Um, I, I, at 39, I thought getting to 40 was going to be a big thing. Got to 40, 41, 42, was like, nah, piece of piss this, love it. Um, and then, yeah, all of a sudden you think, fucking hell, you know, I'm definitely now on that wrong side and moving towards moving towards 50. So mindful of my age. Um, I, I, over the last, definitely over the last couple of years anyway, you have to start, um, you know, recovering better, let's say, after training and all that kind of stuff and managing your aches and pains a little bit better and all that, kind, you know, and all that kind of thing. But, um you know, overall, I, I feel great, and I'm and I'm grateful. You know, age age is a gift. Um, we've both lost friends and family members too soon. Um, so yeah, I mean, it'd be cool if I could have sort of stayed at around about thirty eight. That would have been that would have been great. You know, physically and mentally and all that. But yeah, all all good. I'd, I'd, I'm very blessed. I got a good family. Um, had a nice birthday. Got spoiled. And yeah, forty-five, but de- definitely, definitely mindful of the fact, like you say, that uh, it's a, it's a milestone birthday, and and then you arcing towards the next big one, aren't you? Well, we 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 all know about that, so let, let's let's move on from the next big one. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Aches and pains. What's with the black eye? You've been walking into doors again. What's what's happening? Yeah, I've got a little bit of a shiner going on there. I don't know if the 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 light's so good here, whether people will be able to see or not, but it's definitely there. And uh, say that again. Probably can't see it on Spotify anyway. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, because yeah. we are now we are now on Spotify and iTunes, aren't we? Um, 
yeah, the Winning Edge podcast. Find us on there. Um, yeah, so um, I, 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 as we both have, you've got black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. We've, both of us have trained all our lives in uh, varying combat sports, haven't we? And, and the, I think the biggest, one of the biggest re- regrets I have today is I, I've never tried different disciplines, but I've never quite seen one of them through enough to black belt. I've got a brown belt, a second Q or a second tab. I've got a blue, couple of blue belts, but never quite got it over the line. But in about two and a half years ago, it was actually before all the, the COVID lockdown stuff started, my, my son came to me just around about the time when the world sort of came to a halt. My son came to me and he said uh, that he wanted to, he'd had a bit of a dabble at karate and a bit of a dabble at boxing. That wasn't really for him. But he, he wanted to he wanted to do kickboxing, and we found this brilliant club in a, an area in Manchester. Um, we've been going together for, and he's very much on his journey with it. I'm very much on my own. I'm definitely not his trainer. But we just go together. Um, I mean, the coaching there is you know is is, is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And um, yeah, he he said he wanted to kickbox, so I thought, you know what? There's a there's an itch there that I still need to scratch, still want to scratch. And um, and I'm going to go back and answer your question again now as well. Um, because uh, for two years we've been kickboxing. It's been brilliant. Uh, we're in the advanced class now. We're, we're starting to... I wouldn't... We're definitely not... Are you in the adult class now? Yeah, well, you know, some of the kids are taller than me, of course. So thanks for that, you bastard. But anyway... Um, uh, you you work your way through the beginners class, and we're now in the advanced classes, and the and the culture shock when you get into that advanced class is is, and every every lesson is absolutely fucking brilliant, but absolutely horrific as well in terms of training, conditioning, this at the other, and and I'm a big believer in um, if you're the best in the room, you're in the wrong room. I know you, I'm sure oh, yeah. you agree with me, and we've talked about that. So I'm training with this guy now every single week, second and black belt. He is kicking my fucking ass every single week. So we've sparred on Wednesday. Uh, he's he's literally, you know, blitzed me in sparring. He's given me a few digs, but, you know, very respectful, under control. How, how old is he out of interest? Similar age. Oh, similar. similar age. No, similar age, but he's a second and black belt. He's been doing it a long time. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, and 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 I love it. And and going back to your question is how does it feel being forty five? Well, I fucking felt forty five on Wednesday yeah. night. Yeah. Well, that's what I was. Yeah. Saying. You know that part. You know. You know. I'm I'm obviously you know getting on a little bit now, and you know, especially you know, luckily for me, I'm kind of you know, I'm still obviously developing a lot. But at least with jujitsu, I kind of. I don't want to say hit the pinnacle black belt's not pinnacle there's there's much more to go after that but but yeah you know i remember working my way through the belts at least early on white blue kind of purple where i was still young enough to have that that energy stubbornness fucking just whatever it kind of took fit my fitness my conditioning was still up you know i'm talking like 10 you know 10 15 years ago um but when you start you know, down the path you're at, albeit you've done a lot of this stuff before, but you're starting something in your 40s to work your way through that. And everyone in the room, or at least a lot of the room, is younger, more athletic, fitter, mm-hmm. and even if you don't quite have the skills, just the fucking 
non-stop energy that they have can make you feel out of your depth. Even if you know your skills are better, you're a bit slower. You gas yeah. out quicker. Oh, yeah. Thinking, Horrendous, yeah. Because there's that mindset of like, fuck, a younger me wouldn't be getting so tired. Mm -hmm. A younger me wouldn't be questioning my life choices because I'm having a fucking bad day. A younger me would be able to just go, well, fuck, it was a bad day, got my ass kicked, I'm good. An older you, I find anyway, you question, I think it's in a lot of ways harder and more admirable that someone can push them through. You know, let's say it's going to take you 10 years in total to, to get to where you want to get to. To do it in your 40s, knowing that you're up against it, knowing mm. that you have mm. to drop ego, and that you're not there to battle everybody, but you're there just to hopefully get the skills necessary, have the coach notice the skills necessary to take you through the belts and achieve what you want to achieve, knowing that it's not going to end in a professional fight career or yep. whatever, whatever it might be, is hard because you're fucking busy. You've got meetings the next day, and I'm, I'm sure you've had it. I've, I've had it a million times, especially over the last few years. You know, you're leaving training and you're like, you're fucking knackered. Mm. You've had your ass kicked, you've got frustrated, and it's against younger people that you, your brain's going, fuck it, back in the day, these kids wouldn't have gotten near me, but I'm old, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. And you're like, the fuck am I doing this? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, because I could just fucking quit. Why, why do I need to do this shit to myself? Mm -hmm. I've got things to fucking do. I'm not in that mindset where I want to, you know, prove myself or beat everybody up now. It's like, part of me wants to, but part of me knows I can't, so I'm stuck mm -hmm. in that middle fucking ground of like, right, why am I still doing Yeah, what am I doing here? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This, to be able this... to still go, have those thoughts, and then take a quick look at yourself in the mirror and just be like, no, I'm, you know, finding that reason you're doing it. Because I know mm -hmm. I've definitely had that with Jiu-Jitsu over the last few years. Mm -hmm. you know, I hit that point where I got my black belt, and it was almost a blessing and a curse. Because once I got it, I was a bit like, well, now why am I still doing this? I'm not, mm. I'm not about to jump on. You know, I'm nearly 50. I'm not going to jump. I mean, I got my black belt three years ago, so... I'm not going to jump on, you know, the competitive stage and start fucking competing all year round. I'm not, um, I'm not going to fucking turn it into a UFC career. I'm not, I'm not doing anything with it really other than training. Um, and when you're not, you know, necessarily, you don't have your own BJJ gym when you're coaching all the time, the purpose fucking goes a little bit. And that's been my battle. It's like, well, mm. why am I doing this? Yeah. Why yeah. Am I getting my ass kicked for an hour. Yeah. My ego dented because I'm fucking, you know, I'm a black belt and there's fucking 25-year-old purple belt that's giving me a fucking hard time because I'm just tired and you lie mm. there thinking it's the will to a certain degree that goes. I never thought I'd ever fucking say that. Yeah. You know, my will, I remember being a blue belt and just, you know, being on a mat back in SBG in Manchester with high-level pro fighters, all way better than me, but my will to not, to do as best as I could every five-minute round, kill myself, crawl out the gym, that ain't there anymore. You know, if things are going badly after two, three minutes of a round, I'm just like, fuck it, survive, get through the round. And that was never me. And that's the bit I mentally struggle with a little bit. Yeah. I just don't need this shit anymore. Yeah, yeah. The, ache, the, aches, the aches and pains, the shoulders, the elbows, all yeah, of that, you know. I'm doing it, but fuck, mentally it's well, hard. It's never been. You, you don't you you know you know you'll never stop and that and that's the fact it is an acceptance thing isn't it and I mean like I say this guy's the same age as me and that that's that's hard as well but he's been doing this fifteen years so like like you touched on there his cardio is just you know levels beyond mine and 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 in terms of the fluidity of his combinations and and 
the, the decision making and all those kind of things. And 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 you know better than I do. What was that saying? Was it Lombardi? Was it fatigue makes cowards out of us all? Yeah. And well, when that when that yeah when that gas tank starts to go, you just want out of there, don't you? But then then equally, it's really good for you. It's really, yeah. really good for you. you have good days and you walk out of there, you're just like, okay, this is what this is all about. And also, I think, you know, the camaraderie of going somewhere a couple of times a week and being around like-minded people all trying to achieve the same thing is, is good for the soul. You know, people don't understand fighting gyms, uh, you know, in general. And look, some can be a lot rougher than others. And again, yeah. it depends at what level you're even in that gym at. But at some of the best 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 people i've ever met um and i'm lucky enough to still be friends with a lot of them and that support me in what i do i support them in what i do at all come from fight gyms yeah absolutely the, I, the... I can count on one hand the people in the fitness industry yeah it's very different yeah support me and actually yes yeah. do well whereas I, I i've got not got enough fingers and toes to count that in the fight yeah. world you know everybody's supportive in some way and even people that don't you know, you don't interact with that much when something big goes on. You know, all of a sudden people are um, people are kind of shouting you out and stuff. You know, yeah, absolutely. My business this week, which I, I'm not going to talk about on this podcast, but you know, the the couple of people that shared my post and said, "Hey, support my friend's gym," were all fight gyms, fighters. Yeah, absolutely. One person in the fitness industry, and I know I'm not saying they don't support me, I'm just saying it was a, it was an I'm talking about this. It was like the yeah. two or three people that shared my post on Facebook and went, Hey, support our friend John Bond, da, 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 where they were five gyms. The fitness yeah, doesn't have that level of camaraderie and wants to see everyone do well. I, I, I don't think I agree with you. It's different, it's a different culture. The culture in this place is like you say, team spirit, friendship. Yeah. This guy, this guy's not beat me up. This guy's took. This guy's developing me at the right level. And you, you get caught. It's fight sports, right? You know, yeah, I'm yeah. Bust up ears. I've, I've I've walked out of black eyes in jujitsu because I'm all fucking elbows and stick my fucking head in places. Like it's not yeah. always. It's not even always um, the other guy's fault. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's fucking fault. boxing. I put my fucking head in the way. That's what we are doing. We are striking each other. Absolutely. Like, yeah. And. It, get a black eye or a bus nose i'm like that's not his fault it's not his fault no no fault for not moving my head absolutely absolutely like you know what it's easier to get punched than move yeah but absolutely but it, but no it's it's great it is mate same as same as me i always say to everyone i've got world-class head movement the problem is it's in the wrong direction and it's getting my head rocked backwards and forwards all the time you know but um, I've had a load of messages. I put it on Instagram, put a black eye on Instagram, just on my story. And I've had a load of people message me asking me if my son had done it to me. And, uh, and I've, and I've, you know, mate, everybody is like hopeful that it was Liam that did this to me. And it, and it wasn't Liam that did it to me. But as I've said to everyone, um, he thinks he can take me, Liam, because he's taller than me now. We all know that's not difficult puts his arm on my shoulder and calls me little man and all that kind of stuff. He thinks he can take me. Uh, that day is not that far away. But as I tell him all, but as I tell him all the time, not yet. Not yet. So it wasn't it wasn't my son. Yeah, it wasn't my son. But um no, it, it, you know, it's like what we talk about on here, isn't it? About one of the you know biggest biggest things of giving yourself the winning edge, stepping out of your comfort zone, 
uh, be what jujitsu. I think is one uh, amongst many reasons why people would argue it's the greatest martial art. But you're not reliant on kit. It's somebody else that you've got no control of taking you out of your comfort yeah, yeah. zone all the time. Yeah. Why I like this place is everything we do is in pairs. Everything. Yeah. So been, right. I think people that are not in these environments, I've said this a lot, and we've took this podcast in a very fucking different direction. But let's run with it than what we uh, what we plan to talk about. But I, I, it's uh, the mindset and the psychology of this stuff, and you know, I guess we've turned this into a bit of a, a promotion of. And I know you've done it a lot. You you say it a lot in your business talks and things about you know encouraging people to take up some sort of fighting yep. to are not necessarily to become a fighter, not necessarily yep. to become a professional or to make a living at it and stuff. Um, but just that camaraderie and mindset that that these places bring. But I think for me, you know, a lot of people, you know, that 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 when you get humbled the way you get humbled in a fight, Jim, and you always work some kind I don't care if you're top dog. In your gym, someone will at some point come in and show you they're not quite as good as you think you are. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, the, the mindset of most of the people that, that stick around a fight gym long enough is very much like that's a lesson. It keeps you humble. For me, it keeps me humble in everything I do because I know my own ability, physically, right? It's not maybe what it was 20 years ago, but I know my own ability in a room. Mm-hmm. I don't need to look around a room and be like fearful of anybody. Like I don't care. I'll you know I'll, I'll fight anybody if if I need to, but I don't need to. And that's the whole fucking point of doing what what we do. But also knowing that you can have all the bravado in the world, but when some guy has pinned you to the floor and yeah. you're lying there, yeah, and you know there's literally nothing you can do to get out. Yeah, and you're gonna have to. And luckily in a sport. You can tap, you can say, hey, whatever, or you can wait for the bell to go, which is more often than not what I do. And then, you know, be like, oh, great round. Thank fuck for that. So, yeah, yeah. But you're like, the, the, I'm very, very honest with myself. You know, I, I always treat that kind of thing of, okay, what if that was real life? What if that, per- what if there wasn't a bell? What if that person did want to hurt me? What if mm-hmm. that person? didn't want to let me go. What the fuck am I going to do? And yeah. there are people out there that can do that to you and make no yeah. mistake. It's the same even with striking, especially when you're in a, an, in, an encaged area like a yeah. boxing ring or whatever. You very quickly have done enough you know, boxing fights and sparring and all that with people where you know there's times you're covering up, you're holding and they're not even going full on, but you're yeah. like, if this guy wanted to hurt me right now, yeah. I'm going down. Like there's no, there's, there's no way out for me here unless the bell goes, unless I throw a fucking lucky haymaker. Yeah. But the bottom line is I'm in the shit here. I'm yep. gassed as fuck. I can barely move, and this guy's dropping fucking, not even bombs because it's, it's sparring or something, let's yep. say. Yeah. You know, instead of like, I think some people unfortunately do have the opposite mindset and they don't really think like that, but I do. I'm like, if you can, you're touching me up. 50% and I can't throw back and I'm tired and I'm fucking trying to run around the ring and get out of there. I know that you take that up a level and it's game over. Absolutely. Absolutely nothing I can really do about it. Yeah. Um, under boxing rules. Luckily, although when we do box fine, I'm not allowed to do this, I could technically grab all of you and take you to the fucking floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my only saving grace where I'm like, look, okay, understanding under boxing rules, I'm going to get fucking annihilated here by, by high level guys. Mm-hmm. 
But if I could grab all of you, then maybe I can use my other skills. And that's why I love having striking and grappling and being able to do a bit of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not that I ever need to use it or don't use it, but it makes me, like I say, that, that level of humbleness, being humbled kind of, it trickles through to everything else I do, even in business and stuff like that. I'm more than aware of my own abilities. I'm more aware of, of, of where I sit in the so-called business world, if you want to call owning a gym a fucking business. Um, you know, I, I know there's levels to all of this stuff, and I know exactly where I sit. I'm not deluded. I don't delude myself with fucking, you know, what's the term, delusions of grandeur. that all Because mm-hmm. they know no different. People have never had a fight, but fucking talk like they, they could kick people's ass because they watch someone or they watch a shit fight and go, yeah, but they're doing nothing. I'd kick their fucking ass. I know you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. No. Yeah. Yeah. Was it was it Joe Rogan? Was it Rogan who called that out? Didn't Joe Rogan say like it amazes him how untrained, untrained people? I think I'm sure it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he has a lot of fighters on his podcast and people like that, and it's not. You know, it sounds like a a Joe Rogan conversation of people just like everything. They don't know what they don't know, and I think mm. I'm not saying that every single individual in the world should go and learn to fight, but if you want to very quickly learn where you are there's lots of you know there's lots of things that and and i say this a lot because there's a lot of people have power and i don't want to say it's false power like look money is power you've got Mm -hmm. a lot of money i can i can can use that against people yeah i can threaten to sue people i can threaten to use Mm -hmm. my money as power to have you stay submissive you know with whatever the big fucking deal is i've been in those kind of environments where you're like great, but I don't want to go to war with this guy in court because this guy's got millions of fucking dollars mm-hmm. and it'll just dream yep. me till I've got nothing and I might not even win. Yep. You know, but in its rawest form and in humans in general, it's like if we were to go back and strip everything away, strip your job title away, people that have got a fucking job title all of a sudden become a bully because they've got a management badge on and yep. they use that as power over people under them, you yep. know, um, and m- money's the other one. And I, I'm, yeah. I've always had this thing, and I think I told you, like, my first, I've always had this kind of mindset. I'm like, that can all be created and built, mm-hmm. and you can have this in some ways. I don't want to say false power because you've worked hard to get there. No different than saying the president of the United States or whatever. He has power because he worked his way up to that fucking role. But at the same time, there's a level of false power to that. You take all that away and you're just a human being. Absolutely. You know, I remember, I don't know if I remember, I probably told you, I remember, never forget my first, things were my first day or two at LA Fitness. And you remember we had to fucking um, empty the lockers? Going in there, you know, lockers would let everyone left their shit in. In the evenings, cut, cutting locks off and all that, clearing lockers I out. This day, I did it really early in the morning. But I didn't see this guy come in, the gym. So he's come in and put his suit in a locker whilst I'm doing all the opening up shit. And then I'm like, right, I'll do the lockers. I pull his suit out, thinking he's been left overnight, shove it in a fucking pin bag. (laughs) (laughs) Stick it to one, stick it in lost property, right? This older guy, you know, and I don't know how old I was, but, you know, I was a bit more in my fucking prime anyway. And, uh, you know, this fucking guy comes running up to me in the gym and he's like, Where's my fucking suit? I left my suit in my locker. I'm like, oh, mate, I'm sorry. We go into the change room. He's like, look, it's fucking empty. I'm like, I'm sorry, I fucking emptied. I'm an apologized. I'm being super apologetic. Mm-hmm. 
made a mistake. You know, we always empty the lockers. I, I didn't see you come in. I thought this had been left overnight. Fucking clearly, Ambulani's, but he's fucking going at me. Mm. And I was like, can we just stop a second? I'm like, I understand you're fucking frustrated. I've apologized. I'm like, I'm pretty sure if we were stood out in the street right now, you wouldn't, yeah, talk, you wouldn't talk to me like that. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Like, no, 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 you're right. I wouldn't. I'm like, well, can we just fucking calm down then? Because mm. I understand you're a member. I'm a member of staff. I thought yeah. it was a job. I'm like, just calm the fuck down and don't speak to me like some little fucking twat that you can step over because you're a manager. And I think yeah. I've always had that mindset. Like, don't talk to me in an environment where you think it's okay. Yeah, people do it like to waiters, don't they? And, and yeah, you know, uh, bar that. staff and all that. Yeah. I learn always, I will talk to anybody in a way that I will, you know, if, if, and if it does get aggro in an environment, I'm like, I'm, I know I'll talk to you like that outside as well. Mm, mm, if need mm. be. I, and I'm not, you know me well, I'm not that kind of person. No, 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 not at all. But I know that if I did, I'm like, look, I'll back up what I'm saying out there as much as in here as well. Mm. Can you? <laughs> yeah. Talking to me in an environment that makes you feel like a big shot. Like you say, waiters, people with money, you know, and a, a waitress or a waiter, whatever, makes a little bit of a mistake. And I've heard it fucking, you know, heard people going off at them. And you're like, are you for real? Like, this person's on next to no money. They made a mistake for fuck's sake. Like, yeah, get yeah, it. yeah. You really want to speak to this person like that? And also, this fucking waiter might be, you know, like, like black belt in something, could be a fucking yeah. professional fighter. And this I, is their side job. Like, you're going to. Absolute killer. Yeah, they'll kill you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you think that the environment allows you to talk to that person that way or someone behind a counter or receptionist. And you see it all the time. It's almost bullying mentality that because you've got more money, because you're the customer, because you're this, it entitles you to talk to someone however the fuck you want. Um, and I think we all have to be mindful of that. I find myself getting frustrated and angry on phone calls, especially to fucking places like the bank or whatever, where something's gone a bit wrong and they don't have a fucking clue and they've got your money and your bill. But I have to catch myself. I'm like, look, I don't know. This person maybe doesn't know the answer. Mm-hmm. Even though I think they should. Um, so that that's always been a big part of how that's helped my my kind of mindset. Um, yeah, I think sports and taking it into kind of life's life you know and and i think that's why we believe in combat sports so much isn't it is because of that it keeps you grounded it's that humility that it teaches you it teaches you yeah. uh res- respect it teaches you respect because yeah. like, like you say you know that that you you might be you know mr mr or mrs big shot in your title but on that mat or in that boxing ring or kickboxing yeah. ring you are equal and yeah. that that dude who's the waiter will yeah. fuck you up. They will fuck your shit up for you if you if you um. And, and how many times have you seen it? I know you have. Where where people people try and bully you, and and then the the humble fighter just whoops their ass. Maps in general, right? That whole conversation around, you know, outside of this 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 building, you can be a lawyer, you can be a police, yeah. fire brigade. You can be you can be whatever you are outside of here, but when we all fucking jump on these mats, everybody's the fucking same. Yeah. So I don't care if you're a big shot fucking lawyer, I'm gonna tap you out. I don't care yeah. if you're police, I'm gonna tap you out if the, the, the you know, if I'm better than you and vice versa. And you learn that look in your world, look, I'm just because I've tapped you out ten times in the gym and you're a police officer, if you pull me in the fucking street for speeding, do you think I'm not gonna be like, well, what are you going to do? Like, no, mm. now I'm in the wrong. 
I'm speeding. You've pulled mm. me. Hopefully, you know me well enough. You let me off. But <laughs> if you don't, it's your job. And just mm. because this happened in the gym doesn't mean this is different outside of the gym. Um, but I just think it builds your camaraderie and understanding of look. Never get too you know above your fucking station and yeah. you know, become this this bully mentality that some of these people have. And I think, you know, not to knock the fitness industry, but I've seen more bullies in the fitness industry yeah. in any other. I, I, I sometimes say in any other walk of life, and I've got to be careful saying that because I've, I've only ever really worked in the fitness industry and the fight game have been my two, you know, places of work for, for 30 years. So I don't really know what it's like working in too many other places with, you know, supervisors, managers, mm. how mm. they get, but they, it does tend to breed a bit of that kind of culture when people get a certain title. Definitely. I... Many CEOs, like yeah. I've come across so many CEOs that have got that bully mentality. And it's like, I, I, like, did you get beat up as a kid? Yeah. Like when you, when you finally got successful, is this, this been your chance to kind of get back at the world and mm. fucking show everybody? And I get being tough. You know, if you're a CEO and you were in the business, I understand being tough. What I don't fucking understand is being a bully. And I don't I don't like it. I've well, never liked it. Even it, as a kid, I fucking hate it, bullies. It, I mean, it's built on a foundation of insecurity, isn't it? When yeah. it, that, that That's where it, it's built from. So you're right. There's absolutely some scar tissue from life, whether that's from childhood or whenever. There's some scar tissue that's that's developed that, you know. And I, Do you know one of the best ones for me? And um, I've, you know, got a, a mate who's in the military now and, I've got loads of mates that that have used to be in the military and really, really high level in the Brit in the British Army. You know, quite a few of them were in you know in really high up in the special forces and all that kind of stuff. And the the guy that founded the SAS, David Sterling, he had something that he called Sterling's Law, and one of one of the f- four components, I think it was, but one of the four main elements or you know components of sterling's law was what he called a classless society so in the sas there was no ranks you were just all you were just all soldiers and that was because he'd seen and i go back to my friend who who, who i won't name but one of my friends wanted to go in the, the army at a certain a certain like kind of jumping ahead almost and and then what he realized was that was the wrong thing to do that the best thing to do was to was to work his the work his way through, but Sterling decided that, you know, there was people in the in the British Army that that had a certain role, had a certain title because mum and dad had money. Dad yeah. used to be in dad used to be in the army. Dad dad's yeah. got friends in the government or friends linked to royalty and all that kind of stuff. And when Sterling decided to, uh, he 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 knew that there was a that there was a problem that needed solving in the in the military, and that was that they needed an an elite fighting force that was the first thing they needed them to be super covert but what they needed more than anything was humility humility is one of the sterling's laws as well uh, they needed humility they needed respect they needed team spirit they needed t- togetherness and how they would do that and martial arts you get you get belts and color coding don't you but i think that that i think that shows a level of progression it doesn't like you said yeah. before a young a young blue belt Who's got better cardio? Well, this at the other that levels out your, you know, your your belt differences. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. You know, yeah. Um, I think, um, I mean, being in it together point. is what I was saying. It's about being in it together, isn't it? Sorry, go on. No, no, you're right. No, I, I mean, I think it's a good, you know, 
another good environment of people and again i think the military is different again because it's really hard to i guess differentiate you know if you're a sergeant there's a way you're supposed to be as a sergeant in the military mm. That's, mm. that's how it that's how it's always been hard to know whether that person is being a bully or they they are being a sergeant that's what a sergeant mm. is supposed to be you have to be fucking tough right? yeah but I think, again, I look at another walk of life where nearly every person I have met that does, have, as you say, have that level of humbleness, that level of they know exactly where they are. They've seen a lot of shitty soldiers. I know a lot yeah. of ex-soldiers. And again, they are, by and large, they could kill you. Yeah. Seconds, if they wanted yeah. to. Yeah. But they are also the most calmest, generally chilled people in the room. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Taking away that people have, that have come back with with mental issues, that's a whole other thing. But people have yeah, come back different. with a lot of mentally okay. They're super chill people, and you wouldn't necessarily know. You know, someone that's five, maybe ten years removed from the military. You know, you get into an altercation with that person in a bar or whatever, you wouldn't know what they're capable of. Yeah. You know. Oh, mate, what one of my mates? One of my mates looks like a mate. One of my mates looks like a triathlete. You know, he's, he's spandex shorts and ve- <laughs> ve- well, I say he looks like a triathlete. He rides his bike all the time, you know, and yeah, yeah, he's like, he's, you know, he's like that, you know what I mean? Tall, slim, he looks, and he's, you know, an elite level, elite level um, special forces operative for years. And, and he looks like, um, yeah, he'll play guitar and, and he might play guitar and, and sing you a song, but he can do what he needs to do. I do think that's where there is, you know, and they're not all this, but I do think that's where at the moment there's these male figures, you know, your Jocko Willinks and of the world and people like this that have been, you know, military and military trained and are like, you know, trying to instill certain mindsets for young men growing up in a world now that is very not like even the world we grew up in, right? Yeah. Well, the soft fucking people that, that do need to learn more than ever to become men you know it's a big deal i think it's it's you know it's you know i'm glad i'm kind of in somewhat separated from the next few generations because i'm going to be that old fucking whinging fucker that just looks at youngsters now like the fuck gonna be you're gonna be i already am i already am but um yeah but you know you can see why those guys are becoming quite successful that was payback by the way as well but anyway, go on. No, no, well, you're 100% right, to be honest. I don't know why I say going to be. I'm like, I've been like that for 10 years. I'm <laughs> for, for 10 years when it comes to moaning and whinging about the fucking younger generation. I don't know. Yeah. I, I swore I was never going to be that guy. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I remember being a youngster. I remember being, because I grew up in gyms, like you, know, like you, and everyone was older than me. So I've been even in the gym at 14, 15, 16 years old, surrounded with guys that, you know, late 20s, early 30s, and, you know, they'd all be like, oh, wait till you fucking grow up. You don't know fuck all. And you should be doing this. You should be doing that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Fuck off. And, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm never going to be one of those. And also, you're back in my day. That Those sayings, I was like, I'm never going to fucking do that because generations change. I do understand that generations change, but fuck me, I've slowly become that over the last mm, year. I'm yeah. saying that shit. I started, uh, I started a team meeting this week resetting goals for the year, right? And I'm talking like my team is, I don't even know who the oldest in my team is, but they're all under 30. So 20, 20 odd years. You know, I'm, I've had a whole growing up lifetime done before these were, like, were even born, right? But I'm realizing that when I'm setting the tone of what's expected in a workplace, 
It's not like, in some ways, what was expected in a workplace where me and you were coming up. Yeah. You can told and get on with it, right? Yeah. No thing like that anymore. And I still try and instill some of those old school values as a business owner and as a boss because I'm not going to change. And I think some of those things were good. But at the same time, I have to morph into, I'm talking to a bunch of people that are not from that world. Yeah. So I put a slogan up on the fucking board to start the thing off because it was all about expectations for the year. Mm-hmm. What you guys have to achieve to work up in levels and that there's KPIs for a reason and that you're not just here to fucking coast. Um, and it was like, many things have changed. Effort isn't one of them. Love it. Trying to find that one thing where you go, look, I know that workplaces have changed. HR is now so much on workers' fucking sides that, you know, as a business owner and a manager and whatnot, there's so many things you can't really do and get away with. And I'm not saying I want to be that kind of manager, don't get me wrong, but you, you fucking, especially in California, you're stepping on eggshells mm-hmm. where you treat your team and your staff, right? And I'm a, I think I'm a pretty good boss, so I don't worry about that shit too much, but I'm aware of it. And I'm aware of not being that boss that's managing a team of 20-odd-year-olds like it's the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Things have changed. People learn differently. People's outlook on life is different. You know, people's expectations and, you know, in somewhat fucking, you know, um, kind of the world, the kind of entitled entitlement nowadays. Like, this is all real, and I have to work out how to manage that. And I was like, okay, the one thing that's not fucking changed forever is effort. And that's all yeah. I'm reading you guys on. All I'm looking for is fucking effort. And how I will see if you guys are putting effort in is this big list of things that I expect. If we can sit in a performance review and tick off all these things that I say mm-hmm. you have to achieve as a trainer to be a world-class trainer, then we're mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. If I'm sat here looking at the stats, you know, and you're losing, you're losing clients left, right, and center, you're fucking not getting any results and you're not doing it, then I'm going to look at effort or knowledge. It's one of two things. If it's knowledge, that's our fault. We'll fix it. Yeah. If it's effort, that's on you and you know the consequences to that, right? So, yeah. you know, all this stuff as we get a little older is fucking hard. You know, I don't want to, I do want to be a role model to a certain degree to the younger generation, but it's like, you know, my younger generation now is, you know, probably more in their 30s that might understand listening to me than the 20s. Yeah. There's going to come a point where old man John cannot, you know, he's not relatable to any. Yeah, the, the, gap, the gap's too big. Yeah, the gap's too big. Yeah, yeah ab- ab- absolutely. And, and you were mentioning before about people like, you know, uh, these business opportunities and these ex military guys, Jocko Willing, call that kind of stuff. I, I heard a stat not so long ago. Uh, based in, uh, this was two two stats, one based in the States, which is that given the choice between the escalator and the stairs, only 2% of people will choose the stairs now. The the, the average step count, yeah, the average step I count see, in you America. Know I see that all the time, fucking airports. Yeah, 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 so. Yeah. I go up the stairs all the time because I can't yeah, get yeah, to the Yeah, 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 absolutely. Just stood on an escalator, not moving. Absolutely. Like a few, a handful of us will fucking hit the stairs. Everybody else yeah. is still waiting for the escalator. Yeah, like zombie, like zombies stood there yeah, exactly. on the phones with their head down and all that. And um, the, the average American's doing about three and a half thousand steps a day now, whereas the average American, even 30, yeah, 30, 40 years ago, was doing 20,000 steps a day. Yeah. So you, you look at that and you look. This 10,000 step thing, I've never fucking agreed with to a certain degree. And I know why people need it now, exactly what you've just said, because people are not mm. walking. 
Just not, walk, not walking. Steps without thinking. Yeah, and Bet, I, absolutely. I the problem with trainers fucking giving people steps. I'm like, yeah. look how many steps they do right now, because if they already do seven and you're giving them 10, then they're not really doing 10,000. They're not, yeah, and it's not going to change much, is it? But, That's a whole other bugbear that I have with steps. Yeah. But the, the, for me, the me, the other one, and we, we've gone off on all kinds of different things today. But we'll go, I'll go for it here. Is that going back to what you were saying about, um, uh, you know, integrity and manners and um, being humble, humility, and and what fight gyms bring and all that kind of stuff and body body blah. Um, I think courage is something that's diminishing yeah. now. And again, I don't mean courage courage for a fight. I mean just courage to make a decision, courage to, to stand up for what you believe in, even even if you know you, society is trying to pigeonhole us down certain ways where and you think, actually, no, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that that's acceptable behaviour or that's acceptable behaviour. And I, I got shot down and continue to get shot down for some of my beliefs, but, but I don't give a shit. But the, the stat I was going to give you is a European stat. And it and it says it might even be a British stat, so for you know, forgive me, it's one of those two, but it says that the average thirty year old male, currently right now, the average thirty year old male has lower testosterone than the average sixty year old male fifty years ago. Oh yeah. 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 I don't know the exact stats and I'm sure yeah. you're right. But I I have read a lot of that sort of stuff that definitely It's mind blowing. Mind blowing. You think um and, and and again, testosterone is not the be all and end all, but it kind of kind of shows. But I think, you know, that's another really, really good fucking point. You know, I even I find nowadays making decisions because of everything around you and social media and trying to, you know, not not necessarily just do what's right, but do what's right for you, do what's right for your business, do what's right for your team. Mm. You know, it's so it's so much harder than back in some ways with the, when we were young. You know, everyone I feel, and again, I don't know. We always look back and think that things were easier. I've always been a little. I don't know. I think I'm more indiv- indecisive nowadays than I've ever been. And I don't well, know whether because because there's the, there's more that's wrong. Everything's wrong now. Everything's yeah. everything's offensive. And yeah, and everything's fucking offensive. And you know, if you upset people nowadays, it, it can have a big impact. You know? Oh, absolutely, yes. So, you know, we have to be very careful with our marketing. We have to be very careful with how we word things. We have to be very careful about what what we're trying to to be. And there's only you realize in the world nowadays, there's only a handful really of people that are. You know, look, I'm not famous enough to get cancelled, but you know, even that whole culture, 20, 30 years ago that wouldn't happen. And you see it now with stars having to make big fucking apologies because they've said mm. they're scared. They're scared they're, yeah. scared they're never going to work again. And yeah. there's only like a handful of people, which is why I love listening to, so I guess, you know, people like, you know, Joe Rogan doesn't give a fuck. He's that big. He's got that much money. He's like, fuck it, try and cancel me. You yeah. Dana White's another one. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Cancel me. I'm, you, you won't, you, it's not possible for you to cancel me because of what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even fucking Donald Trump. Another one, like yeah. I, I admire these people way more, and, they, and these people are hated, especially in the US, by you know all the snowflakes that get offended by everything. But I fucking love that because that to me is true freedom. Everyone goes on about freedom in the states and all this bullshit. It's like you're not free because these actors they've got millions and millions of dollars. They say something slightly out of line that fucking Hollywood hates and the media mm. hates. It's like yeah. 
well, you'd better fucking apologize or do, 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 or you're never going to work again. And like, well, yeah, you're not, not free then, are you? No. But you're that scared about your reputation that you're going to backtrack it, try and smooth it over so that the world loves you again. And it doesn't really work. You know, in my opinion, you just lose a ton of respect from normal mm. people. Mm. Whereas people like Joe Rogan and whatnot that make no apologies, whether they're right or wrong, I don't agree with everything he says. Absolutely, likewise, yeah. yeah. I fucking respect the fact that he's got the balls to say it. And whether he's right or wrong, that's what he thinks. And that's what he believes. And you, you either believe it or you don't. We're not enemies. We're not, we don't have to fall out. If you want to fall out with me over my, my opinion, fine. But mm. it's my opinion. And, 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 you know, it is... It's a dying breed of people that can be... Yeah, to, to, di to be able to disagree, and that's okay. It takes a tough person to risk, you know, and I think social media's created a bit of that, but to, to risk losing a ton of followers because you go and say something that someone doesn't agree with on mm -hmm. social media. Yeah, yeah. Get too involved in politics or religion and shit like that, and which we were always taught not to really talk about but, anyway if you don't want to upset people, but... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But but doesn't that loop it back though to the to the days of when you could have a fight and then shake hands at the end of it? And that is isn't that what's great about fight training and, and being in that, that combat mindset and all that. We have our fights at school with where and within you know, within a short period of time after, whether it's days, weeks or whatever, you can almost best friends with that person. Absolutely. Not you might because you respect each other. Yeah, I bought guys a drink in a bar after going outside, being toe to toe, nose to nose, pushing and shoving, nearly going at it, and then going, you know what? Do we want to fight or do you want a fucking drink? Yeah, actually, yeah. let's go and have a fucking drink. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and that stuff now just and look, I'm not saying being physical and fighting is the answer to everything. It was just a simpler, easier time that you yeah. can deal with your shit and move on. Now it's never dealt with. It's never ending because people can just keep fucking going. And like you said, we've got bringing it full circle back to the fight world. And you see it at the highest level. You know, we human beings, adult, you know, we're competitive. But we're also very, if you put us in a real live environment, we're also pretty fucking honest. So mm. all the pre-fight hype, all the fucking mouthing off, all the slurs and shit you say to people, it's very rare that's not forgotten straight after the fight. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, there's a few feuds that throughout the fight world yeah. be on forever, no matter what. And there's a handful, but considering how many pro fights there are across all fucking platforms, hmm. percentage is low, isn't it? Yeah, percentage is low. Times out of a fucking hundred, you know, afterwards it's all done, and you see them backstage, or you see them going to the hospital together, and you see them fucking hugging and being fucking like, "Hey, that was a fucking great fight, whatever." Mm. Or mm you caught me i got banged out whatever mm, mm. move on and as much as it's you know anyone that doesn't like violence and thinks that's fighting is wrong is never going to really understand it but i think it's the purest form there is of getting over a disagreement absolutely absolutely <laughs> agree i've never held a grudge after a fight yeah. Win, draw, or lose, you can't help but be honest with yourself. Whereas, yeah. you, know, you lose a court battle, you could be bitter for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Someone else yeah. has made the decision. You may have been right. You may have not had enough money to fight it. You may have not, whatever, but that altercation's not over unless you got the result you wanted. Whereas, I can lose a fight and go, 
fucking lost. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You're better than me. I didn't fucking like you. I did want to beat your fucking ass, but I didn't. And and that's you know, that. You're, and that's that. You. you're actually an okay guy. Maybe mm. my best friends, but you beat my ass. Yeah. Keep mouthing off like a fucking idiot. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And that's why I believe to again loop 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 back to it. I believe putting combat sports into schools would be a game changer for violence. I think it would. De- I would think it would decrease violence, knife crime, gun crime, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think it. I think it. That there is, you know, of course, under safe conditions and of course under supervision and and with the right training and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I genuinely believe that that uh, training your mind, training your body uh, to to defend yourself, to release stress, to release aggression, to to do some physical contact. I genuinely believe that the benefits are pretty much endless. And I, and I believe that, it, as I say, that it would decrease crime and, and so forth like that and, and decrease their person-on-person violence. You know, we'll wrap this up, I think, but, you know, the the, the discipline of all that and that world and, and just in any any sport, really, that involves contact. You know, there was a thing on the news, and I'll not dwell on it too much in, in California, where there's a lot of people pushing to have any kind of contact sport taken out of school. And luckily, the governor of, of California, who's a fucking arsehole and usually goes along with this kind of bullshit, actually turned around and said, no, parents and children have the right to fucking choose what kind of sports they want to play and do and get into. And I believe in that 100%. And I think you know, I think schools need to do a better job of not shying away from contact sports. You know, mm, the US is I agree. a bit different. Like, you know, you've got football, which is very fucking, you know, impact-driven. Um, they do wrestle in school, you know, boxing got taken out of a lot of things. I mean, fuck, it's been taken out of the Olympics for fuck's sake. It's like, yeah. really? You know, so I do think, whereas back in the day, boxing was in schools. You know, you yeah. did, or, you know, um, so I, you know, I think a lot of this stuff probably needs bringing back. The, the, the question is, is the, is the drive or the one from students nowadays to, to, to get into those sports at school? Are parents willing to push their kids into those kind of sports? And and are their teachers willing to do it and be into it, you know? Especially maybe maybe a bit more in the UK. I don't know. The US has got a massive culture of sport, across, especially across college, right? But mm. you really need the teachers to be into it. You know, I remember yeah. my PE teachers, you know, they still walked around like they were playing rugby for fucking England, you know, shorts yeah. Yeah, tracksuits and all that. Yeah, walking around school like they thought they still fucking played professional sport. Yeah, clinging onto the dream and all that. Exactly, but it was good. And I don't know if that's still a thing now. I've not been around the school for a long time, but I know that PE and sport has not been. It's, it's more of a choice than it ever was. Mm. You just got kicked out into the cold. Into Absolutely. The whatever it's PE, you've got an hour, and whatever sport you're fucking doing today, you're doing. Yeah, in your shorts and t-shirt, and it's freezing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot my shorts, sir. Were you fucking doing it in your undies then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, look, I love sports, so I never really forgot my kit. But I remember kids standing there. I mean, you couldn't get away with this shit now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No chance. Yeah. Playing rugby in their fucking undies because (laughs) the teachers like, well, you fucking play. Yeah, and 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 they brought the kit the next week. They remembered their kit the next week. And... Oh, I found my shorts, sir. Yeah, yeah. Now, well, now you've found them. Yeah, someone trying to get out of it. Someone trying to get out of doing it, yeah. 
Yeah, I've not got, I've not got me, sh- me shorts, so tough shit, you're doing it then. I've had it, fuck it, I forgot my fucking trainers, so it's like, yeah. and they've got, but okay, borrow mine and fucking run around with some size. <laughs> yeah, fucking, canoe, <laughs> fucking <laughs> canoe, canoes on your feet, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, funny. Funny. Again, right, and, you know, I believe in consequences, and I think they can be funny, you know, but I know you couldn't do that shit nowadays, you'd be no. funny, you know. Don't know what you'd be classed as, but you know, back in our day, like that shit was funny for us. If you yeah. were the one that was fucking having to do it, <laughs> shit. If you were the one that was yeah. out, but you didn't do it again. Yeah, you did. For that. Yeah. I, I, I ain't that. I ain't that the lesson. In that the lesson. Way better lesson. Anyway. Than in a fucking half an hour detention. If you really don't want to do PE, I'll do, I'll take an half an hour. Detention. Take the detention. Yeah, fuck it. I'm yeah. not standing out there in my fucking boxers every week, so <laughs> I'll, I'll bring my shorts and I'll play. Even yeah. though I like it, which you luckily, like I say, it was never me. Me and you are very sporty, so yeah. No, I think like, look, that's that that's been a, a very interesting podcast. We we for for those of you who don't know, we sat and talked about what we were going to talk about before this podcast started, and it wasn't this. Just yeah, so. yeah absolutely. We might touch on that next time, eh? Yeah, Rick's Rick's black eye took us in a completely fucking different direction, but hopefully, I think you hopefully got a lot from it. I, I enjoyed that conversation. I could keep going on about benefits of sport in general and martial arts and and fight-based sports all day long as to i think how they've shaped definitely my life i know they've shaped your life mm-hmm. and now your family you know that that's the other thing it starts to shape a culture yeah and like i said people that aren't in it and don't know for me the you know people that i've known from the fight world are some of the most honest decent human beings i've i've ever you know i've ever come across and i'm very good friends with a lot of people that are, that i don't even see a lot or, or some I've never even met, but we know because of, you know, SPGs mm. or whatever, these cultures that we create, it's like, you know, if you're, if you're in that, you're a part of something. And I think that's, that's huge for people that have nothing, you know, absolutely something. It doesn't have to be a fight sport, but find something to be a part of because, you know, it's very easy to isolate yourself nowadays and not, not, not be around people. And I fucking, you know, I don't think that's good for anybody. I agree. Find your tribe and all that. So, yeah right we will leave it there eh um great session great podcast great to talk as always oh the computer making noise you can listen to us on spotify now you don't have to look at mine and rick's i'm not gonna beautiful faces faces uh apple Podcasts. we're actually on a few others that i've never heard of samsung and a few other bits and pieces i saw a list yesterday that was like oh ronald you're like what about five different platforms but apple and um and Spotify are the main two, so you can listen to us in the car and shit. And, yeah. and share these podcasts and tell people. <laughs> yeah. uh, a couple of people, there's been a few uh, people starting to spread the word a little bit now, share our share our stuff. Please, please subscribe. And we promise this year we will get some guests. We, we will start. That, that'll work. be soon, won't it? That'll be and soon. We'll get some guests on so you don't have to just listen to me and Rick Grant every week. But... Hopefully you're getting something out of it. So beautiful. Thanks for listening, and we will uh, we'll speak to you next time. See you later.